16 minutes after 5 o'clock. This is the Drive Time News Hour. We're in the second quarter hour, and we're going right up till 6 o'clock tonight here on the Mighty 790. Uh, Stan Tequila is a frequent, but not frequent enough in my estimation, guest here on the Drive Time News Hour, and we're always glad to get as many minutes in with him as we can. Stan, welcome back to KFGO. Hi, Jack. How you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. Stan is a naturalist, a wildlife photographer, writer, you know, birds of name a state like North Dakota and trees of. And for more than 30, 35 or more years, he's been out there with his trusty camera and taking pictures. And, and we've talked recently of your trip to Alaska and your most uh, most recent column at Nature Smart. Dot com. I recommend that website. Make it a favorite. You talked about while you were down there uh, photographing a beluga whale and uh, polar bears, but you also caught the aurora borealis. Tell us about that experience and what is entailed in getting the sort of pictures that you get. Well, there's a number of ways of photographing the northern lights or the aurora borealis, and that is... Um, the first way I do it is a, a standard tripod with a you know um, DSLR type camera, so uh, you know the new newer type cameras, and then you're you're simply putting it on about a um, uh, 800 ISO, which is makes the makes the um, sensor in there fairly sensitive but not too sensitive, and then uh, you set it so that it has about a three to five second exposure. So in other words, the um, the exposure opens up, and for three to five seconds, it exposes that sensor, which is at uh, about 800 ISO, and uh, you get your picture that way. Um, that's kind of the first way of getting it, and you can take a lot of pictures that way. The other way to do it is by doing um, time-lapse photography, and I usually do this with a separate camera, and you set it up so that that camera takes one picture every three seconds over say a half hour or an hour period of time. And then you take all of those pictures and you put them together and you get a, you get a, like a, move, a moving um, picture, like a, like a video, if you will, but it's all just pictures flashing in front of you. In, in your latest uh, tour, you, you, you said in your column that you drove about 20 minutes to get to a site and a very important part of it all, all I, to get, I guess, perspective is to have yeah. something in the foreground or background. Yeah. So as a photographer, I'm always about perspective, and you got to have something else in the frame to get you get your mind to think about and put it in perspective. And so I always try to have something in the foreground, like a tree or a building or something, anything that can kind of give you some perspective as to what it is you're looking at. Um, I was just photographing squirrels in my backyard, jumping from one. Uh, kind of perched to another perch, and I was catching them in midair. But when I looked at those pictures, there was it was missing a perspective. It was missing kind of where they're going. So I set it up so that I could get the squirrels, like either coming off of a perch or landing on a perch, and then it, it puts perspective to the picture, and then you've got a, a more understandable image. Uh, I imagine. Uh, well, what time of day could you set your watch? As to when you should be out there, ready to photograph the for the northern lights. Yep. There, believe it or not, there's really nice apps you get for your phone on your phone, and it'll tell you if we have a. Uh, it's called a KP, 
uh, a kind of alert, and it'll tell you how good it's going to be. And then it'll also tell you when, at what time. I mean, is it right after dark? Is it at midnight? Is it at 2 o'clock in the morning? Whatever it may be. So there's several of these apps out there, and they're well worth uh, getting so that you can um, kind of predict and then go out and be able to see. And, of course, the big trick is to get out into a dark area away from the city and any kind of lights, and you're going to see them better than you would, uh, you know, in the city, of course. Well, you were probably in among the very best spots yes. to shoot those pictures. Yeah, so the kind of the best place is um, Fairbanks, Alaska, is one of the best places for uh, northern lights, and there's a lot of people who kind of uh, gravitate to that area in the wintertime. I was in uh, Manitoba, northern Manitoba, Canada, and that's where I was photographing them at. And uh, so it really it all depends on uh, the time of year. We see them more in the wintertime than we do in the summertime, but um, you can see them at any time of year. Uh, do you have to worry about... Uh your lenses getting frost or, or how do you make sure the snow or wh- whatever may be flying through the air doesn't get onto your lenses? Uh, generally not. Uh, what you have to worry about is your batteries um, draining very quickly because you're using these long exposures and the temperatures are usually very cold. So the camera's cold and the batteries are cold. And it usually drains out the batteries pretty quick. So you end up having to uh, bring extra batteries with you, have them in your pocket to keep them warm, and then you're going to be all set to go. Okay, Stan Tequila's available on Instagram, right? Yes. And I follow you on Facebook. I'm an old-fashioned guy. And (laughs) www.naturesmart.com. And his books are available all over the place, including locally. T-E-K-I-E-L-A. Stan Tequila. Thank you for joining us again, Stan. We look forward to the next chat. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you next time. KFGO time, 522.